On today's episode of the Dad Tired Podcast, I sit down with my wife, Layla, to talk about five very practical ways that you can immediately improve communication with your spouse. Before we dive into that, though, I want to thank my friends or Vera Safety for sponsoring today's episode. Vera Safety has just come out with their Reach 2, which is a revolutionary handgun safe that provides responsible gun owners like you with both the security of a typical safe and the quick access of a holster. The Reach 2 locks into the trigger guard of your handgun as you holster it, and it unlocks with your thumbprint as you grab the gun. This thing is absolutely amazing. It unlocks your gun in 0.3 seconds for an authorized user, which means it uses your fingerprints. It can do up to 20 unique fingerprints, either yours or your spouse or whoever you want to have as a responsible gun owner to have access to it. It can do that, but it will not allow anyone who is not registered. So any child that tries to play with this thing, it will not allow them to get into it. It supports over 150 handguns through interchangeable holster inserts. It has a six-month rechargeable battery life, and it can be plugged in for continuous power. This thing is strong, man. Once it's put in there, it can withstand 350 pounds of force. Nobody is pulling this thing out once it is locked in place, and it can be mounted virtually anywhere next to your bed, on a nightstand, your car, your desk, anywhere. If you would like to get one of these, they've hooked you up, the Dad Tired audience, with a promo code. You can use the promo code DADREACH, all one word, DADREACH. You'll get $20 off your order when you go to verisafety.com. Again, use the promo code DADREACH at verisafety.com, and you'll get $20 off their Reach to Handgun Safe. Layla Lopes good to be back here with you thank you how are you babe pretty good tired we have a three-month-old who is hanging out with layla as we speak yeah (laughs) you haven't been on the podcast in almost a year before you were yeah before you were coming on like maybe every quarter Hmm. Um, and now it's been almost a year we are in the thick of it layla goes back to work after baby number four has arrived she goes back to work in a couple days yep Some of you might think, you know, Jared probably records these podcasts months in advance. We are recording hours before you hear it. (laughs) Just so you know, Layla still works at the hospital as a nurse to help support the family. We just have so many other things going on. I still try to run a side business, a marketing business to help support the family. Mm -hmm. So squeeze these in when we can. We squeeze these in when we can. But all that to say, baby is literally can i just say the word you're she's nursing i think everyone we're dad yeah. they're dads babies have to eat yeah. and i'm feeding her baby is nursing as we speak so if you hear baby in the background amelia is her yeah. name e4 mm-hmm. you number them after three today we're talking about how to improve marriage communication skills or improve your communication skills in marriage before we jump in though to that we talk about this actually in the family leadership program Layla came on during the marriage section. We do four different sections in the family leadership program. Layla hopped in with me on the marriage portion, and we talked about this exact topic in the program. And then the guys, they discuss it. They do a little bit of homework around it. So I know some of you guys are still considering the family leadership program. I even saw somebody in our private community say, hey, they were asking, like, has anyone done it? Is it worth it? I just want to play for you a, a voicemail that I got This week, we were actually camping over the weekend, and a voice message came in while we were camping, and I told Layla, I'm like, babe, you have to listen to this. This is so encouraging. And so I played this message for her. Take a listen to this. Hey, Jared. Uh, This is Vic Novak, and uh, part of the May cohort. And 
Dude, I just got to say we're 14 days into this program and it is the most rewarding experience I think I've had, you know, as far as self-development goes, the intentionality behind it and the purpose that's there, man, you just hit all the right notes and the community of guys that have banded together around me and each other. It's just, there aren't too many words to describe the impact it's had on me and my family in just two weeks time. So uh, I just wanted to say thanks and thanks for all the work that you put in because I know you've made a difference in my life as well as my kids' lives and my wife. So thank you, brother. There's so many guys who are jumping in the program and it really is for the guys who come in and actually put in the work, who come in and they commit to going through the material, they do the homework, they engage in the community. For those guys, it is, I believe, life-changing stuff. So I was encouraged by that voice message and we get a lot of those, man. I think guys are just like, they're hungry for resources to lead their family well. So I'm always encouraged by that. If you want to be part of it, we have a few more spots left open for the June cohort. You can go to dadtire.com forward slash lead. If you want to get into any cohort, maybe you're listening to this years from now and you're like, I want to jump into a cohort. Is there still opportunity? You can, you just need to jump on the wait list. You can go to dadtire.com forward slash lead and do that. All right. Five ways to improve your communication skills. I also want to say, sorry for giving you guys so many plugs here at the beginning. I apologize for that. We typed all these out and put them in written form and it's really easy to reference or it's a really good conversation starter for you and your wife, you and your spouse. And so if you want to get that, you can go to dadtire.com forward slash communication. That's a big word to spell. Dadtire.com forward slash communication. There's a free PDF there that lists everything that we're talking about in this episode. It's a really good conversation piece for you and your spouse. All right, babe. I am obviously the gifted one when it comes to communication in our marriage. I've always been the strong suit. It's been a strong suit of mine. So I'd be happy to recap ways that you have failed in this area. Yes, please do. Let's hear it. <laughs> Even the fact that we can talk like that, I think speaks to ways that we've grown in communication. Yeah, we've grown a lot. Yeah. All right. Number one, the number or not the number one way, but one of the ways that you can grow and improve in your communication skills is to, you want to read it? You want me to read it? Name your emotion. What do you mean? So... Well, we spelled it out here. It says, are you feeling happy, sad, mad, or afraid? Use those words when trying to describe what you're feeling. Yes, this comes from the reason we put this down as the number one one is when Layla and I first got married. I'll just be honest. I was not good at this. I am definitely the more emotional also, one. Also, you were bad at it. <laughs> oh <my> gosh. <laughs> uh, we're going to need to do our own homework here after this episode. Um <laughs> When we first got, I, actually we were dating and then we, and early on in our marriage, I am definitely the more expressive one when it comes to emotions and I feel big, whatever the feeling is, I feel it big. And so when I would get frustrated with Layla, as I was trying to learn her early on in our relationship and marriage, I would get frustrated with something and I would just kind of say something hurtful or react you're looking at me like I'm not describing my... Well, there'd be like, if you're like stomping through the bedroom okay. or you'd like close a drawer really hard or just like these outward physical expressions of frustration, which I'm like, what up? Just tell me <laughs> <laughs> what's going on. Use your words. What's What are you feeling? Well, I, and I didn't know how to explain how I was feeling. 
you are gifted at the ability to somehow take all of what you're feeling, package it up, set it to the side, and then just talk normally, yeah. which is just robotic, which added to my frustration, by the way. But you, you're very, very good at that. Like, just take all those. I just don't react to the emotion as much as you do. Yeah. You feel angry, you're going to react to it. When I feel angry, I say, huh, I am actually feeling really mad. <laughs> A lot of you guys may relate to this because especially if you're like me and typically when Layla and I have walked couples through marriage counseling, I tend to identify more frequently with the women. I'm not sure why, but, (laughs) (laughs) and the husbands are always like, yeah, Layla, I'm with Layla on this one. But one thing, and I've heard a lot of wives say this is it's frustrating when you're showing lots of emotion or you have lots of emotion and your spouse or the person you're talking to is matching those same emotions. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in an unhealthy state, we will purposely raise the emotion even higher just to try to get you to react because we want your emotion to be somewhere near ours. And it's frustrating that it's not. So there's almost a comfort in a really unhealthy way. There's a comfort in I'm slamming a door and now you're slamming a door. I'm yelling and you're yelling. For someone like me, it's like, cool, now we're swimming in the same choppy waters. Now we're engaged. (laughs) I think it shows somehow in in an unhealthy way that I'm caring. Yes. I care as much as you do. So here I am. I'm mad too. And so you would take my calmness as not caring or cold. Yes. And that's not, I still had, there's a (laughs) verb. I still had the emotion I just did not react and express it in the same way that you did. Yeah. And again, I didn't know how to. I didn't have the skills. And this is why I think God pairs man and woman and creates helpers for us to become more like Christ, that you have been that for me. And I didn't know how to go about it. And so, again, coming back to number one, the the most helpful thing you can do is to name your emotion. Here is what I'm feeling right now. I feel happy in this moment. I feel sad in this moment. I feel mad in this moment. I feel frustrated in this moment. I feel afraid, which by the way, oftentimes fear of something is usually the emotion behind the emotion. So you show anger, but you're actually afraid. You feel unsafe in some way. And so one of the most helpful things you can do Instead of showing your emotion by slamming a door or stomping your feet or giving the silent treatment or however you express emotion, one of the most helpful things you can do is to put a word to what you're feeling. And if you can remember this, happy, mad, sad, and I had a mentor tell me a frad, just so it rhymes a little (laughs) bit, but happy, mad, sad, a frad. If you can name one of those emotions, it's going to help you a ton in your communication when you're feeling overwhelmed by them. I'm feeling happy, mad, sad, a frad. Yeah. I think it helps to, especially with kids, because, you know, when daddy's mad and he's like kind of stomping around or like you just have that scowl on your face and the kids get just really uncomfortable and everybody feel, you know, we all walk on eggshells. And we hear that a lot, like when we talk to other married couples that they're having trouble with their communication just feeling like one of the partners has to walk on eggshells and everybody's kind of afraid like, oh, you know, mom or dad's in a mood and nobody really knows what to do about it. But if dad would say or mom would say, I am just really grumpy today and maybe you don't even know why and that's okay too, but just say it. I feel really frustrated today. I'm on edge. I don't know. I'm uncomfortable, whatever. And then people can just be aware and and act accordingly and then not everybody's just basically afraid emotions 
my, from my view, and we can talk about that <laughs> later, but like emotions are scary. I think they're <laughs> unpredictable. And so if you name it, then people can, I think, better. It, it lowers the temperature in the room. Yeah. Even yeah. if it doesn't dissolve the feelings, mm-hmm. when you name it, it lowers the temperature. Yeah. And you're right. I've noticed that with the kids. If I just tell them, I feel really mm-hmm. frustrated today, at least they know why. Yeah, What's they can going handle on. that. They can yeah. handle this is why dad's got that look on his face. He's just had a hard day. He's keep tired. using dad. You know, Mom. I, okay, mom. <laughs> too. Moms too. It's true. All right. Number two, repeat back what you heard her or him say. This feels silly at first. When you first do this and you're like, you're like, what are you talking about? I'm gonna re- I remember the first time somebody told me this or taught me this. I just felt like, I, how dumb, you know? How- because you learn it in grade school. Yeah. You know, it is kind of an elementary communication skill. It feels really silly when you're like, you say something and then I just try to say back to you exactly what you, what you just said to me. Mm-hmm. But what it's doing for your partner is letting them know, I've listened to what you said. And I can repeat back to you what you've said. And that is a really, really helpful skill. Because most of the time you hear people will say something like, are you even listening to me? Mm-hmm. You're not even hearing me. You didn't even hear what I said. That's a How classic of a statement is that in the middle of an argument? You're not even listening. You're not even hearing what I'm saying. Yeah. And so for you, if you were to come to me with something that's frustrating, you start with number one, I feel happy, mad, sad, afraid. And then you, you, you tell me what you're feeling. And my response is, man, okay, what I'm hearing you saying is, and repeat back to you mm-hmm. almost verbatim mm-hmm. what I just heard you say. At least now you know, okay, he was listening. He heard me. He heard what I've said. Man, what a great way to love somebody, to mm-hmm. listen well. Yeah. So, But your partner can't do that if you don't start with step number one, which is saying how you feel. And then your partner can repeat back to you, okay, I hear you say you're, you know, feeling this way today. Yeah. So this is a third one. It's not third on the list, but we'll skip because it makes sense to talk about it here is ask clarifying questions. And this can be when you're listening back or repeating back what you just heard. One of the things that you can say is, am I understanding right that you feel this? So you're asking a clarifying question. And what that's doing again is I'm trying to stand in your shoes I'm trying to understand what you're feeling right now. Maybe I don't. It doesn't make sense to me in the way that God's wired my brain. I don't feel what you're feeling, but I want to. I want to understand what you're feeling. I want to sit in your shoes and under, walk in your shoes and really understand. I'm trying so, to empathize. I'm trying to empathize mm-hmm. here. And so can you help me understand what you mean when you say mm-hmm. this? Asking clarifying questions. Here's what most of us are doing in the middle of an argument. I'm listening to you talk. I've heard you say one sentence and I immediately start my argument mm-hmm. back, my rebuttal. Even in your head, you're just thinking about what your clever yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> response yeah. is going to be. Yeah. 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 I've got, okay. I already know what she's going to say. Mm-hmm. So let me start formulating my Argument. response. Yeah. And so instead, what I want to do is really be genuinely curious about what she's feeling. This just happened to me. I won't give too many details here. I've lost track. Yeah. Sometimes people listen to the podcast that I don't, I don't know listen to the podcast. <laughs> so I've had to become more and more vague. But I, I had a somewhat of a confrontation yesterday. It wasn't major, but there was a, somebody was frustrated with me about something <laughs> being so vague. Uh, I don't know who listens. They were frustrated with me with something and they brought this forward. Immediately, I felt my defenses go up. I wanted to like argue or just defend myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to, in the moment, just mm-hmm. say, okay, what are they actually feeling right now? 
How can I grow in empathy? And so instead of coming back with a statement, which is what I wanted to do, my initial reaction is to state something. Mm -hmm. Here's a fact. Here's where you're wrong. And in fact, what they were saying wasn't even all the way true. And I could have rebuttaled that with, well, that's not true. Mm -hmm. But instead, what I came back with was a follow-up question. Help me understand this. Or what part of that made you feel really frustrated? Man, we just love people really, really well when we ask clarifying questions. Baby girl is... uh, this only works in the dad type podcast. Somebody just asked me this weekend, like, how much do you edit? I'm like, well, most of the interruptions are from my kids and, and these are dads. I'm going to mute your mic just for the sake of the listener doesn't have to. I was listening to a, <laughs> I had baby girl on my lap the other day while Layla was gone at a doctor appointment and she started screaming just like crying in her newborn cry. And my watch, my Apple watch went off and said decibel warning. If you stay at this volume for too long, there you'll cause ear damage. <laughs> I thought, well, uh, welcome to fatherhood here. All right. So that was number three. Ask clarifying questions. Number four here is ask for time to get your emotions under control. This was a big one for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love to talk about things right in the moment. Yeah. And you don't. It's not that I don't. I just kidding. That was a joke because oh. we're opposite. I was being very sarcastic there. You like yeah. to talk about things in the moment. I can't because yeah. of my emotions. Yes. So in the beginning of our marriage, if we would get in a fight, there would be three, four days goes by and we haven't talked to each other. And I hated it. I just thought this is the most ridiculous. Like, what are we doing? Just tell me what's going on. Let's talk about it. Get it done with and move on. It's just so uncomfortable to be in a fight and it's so much energy and I just really it's the worst like that at all. It is it's the, the worst. worst. Layla and I Literally don't three or four days yeah. and we would not say a word to each other and I would just roll my eyes. I'm so annoyed about it. There's a Nate Bargatze joke. I think that's how you say his name. Comedian. Really funny. Clean. Pretty sure he loves Jesus, but he's not like a Christian comedian, but he has a joke on there where he, he talks about when you're in a fight with your wife, but you live in a really small home and you're not talking to each other, but you still have to like... <laughs> pass each other in the hallway and you're like not make eye contact and don't touch each other make sure you don't touch arms or you know, like, it's really funny it's so stupid it is stupid but we revert back to really childish ways oftentimes when we're in an unhealthy spot because yeah. we don't learn these skills a lot of us didn't learn these skills and we didn't have parents to teach us these skills mm-hmm. these are all things that we're trying to teach our kids yeah. so that then when they get married we, we did an episode i did an episode recently called how to teach your kids how to fight well yeah. And a lot of that is in here because we are we're, we don't want them to be the way I was mm-hmm. <laughs> really when they get married. So usually in a relationship, there are two different types of people. One person is like, we're in the middle of something and I'm ready to duke it out right now. And the other person is like, I don't feel prepared to duke it out right now. Oftentimes it's the person who feels like they have their emotions are really high. And so like, it, it, I'll just make it personal. When we were in the middle of an argument, you're able to set your emotions aside, talk reasonably. My emotions are so high. I don't feel like I'm operating out of any reason. Mm-mm. And so it seems like your intention was to just throw jabs. Yeah. Well, I'm was. mad. I'm hurt. I'm going to say things to make you feel hurt and it, mad as well. It was fight or flight mode and I was ready to fight. Yeah. I didn't like that. Yeah. And so I just like, I'm going to say something hurtful. I'm going to be, you know, there's just no reason. It's just straight. Mm -hmm. All the adrenaline Mm -hmm. is going. And so when then, when I have you sitting across from me, calm and like, let's talk. It's hard to pull out of that. And I know there's some science behind this, just in what's happening in the brain in those moments and fight or flight moments, but it's, it feels impossible for me 
to talk about it. So again, what happens in an unhealthy environment is one of the people in the marriage can't talk about it. They're, they're overwhelmed with emotion. And so they flee fight or flight. They know if they fight, it's going to get ugly. So they flight, Mm -hmm. they bail. And they, this is usually when they slam a door, silent treatment, stomping around, slamming doors, get in the car and leave, Mm -hmm. go do that too. Okay. Jeez. Maybe we're not going to post this episode. <laughs> Nobody's going to listen to the podcast. We've grown anymore. a lot we have. since it's been. We've been married 11 years. You have done so well at growing. I'm proud of you for the, the way the Lord has shaped your heart. He is continuing to save you. He's given me a lot of grace right. toward you. That's what he's okay. done. <laughs> in the flight mode. And then what happens is now it's like for, for you in those situations, you're like, well, can I bring this up again? Or is this right. going to just happen again? Yeah. Everything oh. then felt unsafe with you. Mm. It was hard to... I didn't know if I could talk to you about things because I wasn't sure how you would respond. Mm. And that's the biggest part of that fight or flight. When you leave, whether it's silent treatment or you're physically leaving or you mentally check out or whatever, now your spouse feels like unsafe. it feels unsafe. And can I even bring this up? Mm-hmm. So here, when we say in number four, it's okay to ask for time to get emotions under control. This was actually one that you really did have to grow in because you had to learn that it was okay for me to ask for time yeah. To cool off. Yeah. But the contingency is I couldn't make that a long time. And by long time, I mean, it couldn't, it shouldn't be more than a, like an hour or two hours. Mm-hmm. If it goes days, weeks, months, you're in a very unhealthy spot. That was kind of a compromise when we had a marriage counselor tell us that it, she would tell me it's okay for him to have time, but she would tell you, you don't get to take three days giving Layla the silent treatment. Yeah. So it was kind of a, I had to allow that time for you to just knowing that in two hours we could come back and talk about it. That's a rule you have to make, not in the middle of a fight. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. You make it when you're in a healthy spot and you're in a good spot. Yeah. Do it today. Talk to your wife. Hey, next time we're in a fight. Yeah. Let's uh, set a timer for two hours. Talk about it after that. And the rule would be, it it would sound like this. Hey, if we're in the middle of a fight and I feel like I'm I'm in the fight or flight mode and my emotions are really high, if I call a timeout, Whoever calls a timeout gets it. The spouse has to immediately agree to that. Okay, we can get a timeout. And then the agreement is, but we'll come talk about it in an hour. And science, we've learned about this, that in that fight or flight mode, help me out here on on the science bay, but I believe all the blood is being rushed towards the front of the brain, frontal lobe. When you're upset. When you're mad. It, yeah. It goes to the back, to the like rudimentary oh, back brain. Of, back of the brain. Yeah. Where it's literally just fight or flight. Okay. All of your processing and reasoning and decision making is your frontal lobe. That's our most recent, if you believe in evolution, the most recent to develop. Well, so but, now we just lost 3,000 listeners. I'm just saying. <laughs> the way that's that our bot. Yeah. <laughs> that's what science says is like you've got the rudimentary brain in the back of the head and then the frontal lobe is where you do your more advanced thinking yeah so you have in the that fight or flight mode you're in full back of your brain yeah <laughs> i'm using my medical terminology yep. back, back of your the, bra- back, back, of the brain. back of the head <laughs> back, <laughs> back of the head is where you're thinking and then, but they say right that it takes about 30 minutes for that to wind yeah. down and for the blood to disperse evenly over the whole head something like that yeah but it does because it it's shunting blood toward the back so you can survive this high emotional thing that you're going through but yes if you take time walk away calm yourself down then the blood stops shunting to the back it returns to the frontal lobe and you can then be in a better place to process it communicate make decisions i'll just make this personal again 
I remember being an early 20 something married to you. You know, what, what, what I was 23? We got married. I don't know. Yeah, pretty yeah, young. Young, you know. And we would get in a big fight. I'm in that fight or flight mode. The things I'm thinking in that moment are terrible, horrible. Wow, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, we're getting a divorce. Why did I marry this woman? This yeah. is terrible. I've made a mistake. Like it's just huge, dramatic, mm-hmm. big conclusion statements in mm-hmm. my brain. I'm, you know, flying through my brain. Yeah. Then I would go on a 30 minute drive or walk and it is incredible. I mean, you feel, man, she's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is probably a terrible word to use right now, but almost bipolar. Like mm-hmm. how could I have just 30 minutes ago been thinking those things? Mm-hmm. I remember hearing that science. I'm like, I feel that so mm-hmm. intensely. Like I feel what it's like to be in full fight or flight. I'm just going to put all my defenses up mm-hmm. and then literally 30 minutes. Like you give me a 30 minute walk, a 30 mm-hmm. minute drive to just calm down. And all of a sudden I'm like, man, mm-hmm. what am I doing? And mm-hmm. I'd always come back with tail between still my be legs. Mad, but you, you don't, yeah. you're not going to be throwing daggers. Hopefully I went from a 10 to like a one though. Like it was pretty, even though yeah. I was mad, yeah, I could see, big swings, yeah. I could see my unreasonable Mm-hmm. behavior okay number five here as we wrap up start your sentences with i instead of you yeah and this is a big one imagine that you've started a, a fight is starting so there's a fire we've been camping a lot as the summer gets started here you're starting a fire you've lit it it's just barely burning nothing's really caught much that's like a kind of offensive a little bit of an offensive statement has been said or a nerve has been pricked and oh it's like oh okay they, we've lit the match it's starting and we can either put this out right away or we can throw some logs on here imagine that scenario every time you start a sentence with you mm-hmm. you are throwing a log on that fire yeah with a little bit of gasoline on yeah. there and it is going to take off pretty quickly. Especially when the hyperbole, like you always yes. when you dramatize whatever just happened. You always do this. You never do that. Yep. And the person that confronted me yesterday actually said, you know, we're mm. making some of those big dramatic statements. Mm. And so there was a hint of truth in there, but mm. it wasn't fully true. Mm. And that just does not help communication at all. Mm-hmm. So say the truth. Never... <laughs> I'm doing what I'm just telling you not to do right now. (laughs) Never do this. But you should never start a sentence with you and it should never be these big grand statements. Mm -hmm. You always do this. You never do this. Every time you Mm -hmm. do this, just not helpful at all. Instead, what you should say, start your sentence with I. Mm -hmm. And again, go back to number one, name your emotion. Mm -hmm. I feel hurt when you said this. That was a big one for us, especially with the love languages too, because it would turn into, you know, if Jared felt like we call it his love tank, if his love tank was kind of empty because he's words of affirmation, he feels loved in that way. And I'm not good at that. And so there'd be times where he would say, like, you never show me love. I'm like, well, that's not true. <laughs> you know, or you always, you know, whatever. And then immediately I feel defensive. Like, what the heck? Of course I do. I just, I told you at the altar I love you. You know? <laughs> I'm not that I unloaded bad, the dishwasher. <laughs> when are you talking about it? I don't yeah, love you. Exactly. I folded your socks. What's the matter with you? Um, yeah, that's a lovely. But yeah, but you yeah. did. You used to make me feel like, wow, am I that bad? You think I'm that mm. bad that I never yeah. show you love? Really? You know, I'm defensive and now I'm mad. Even 10 years later, uh, almost what, 11 years? Yeah, um, we've been married 11 years. 11 and a half for pizza. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
uh, el- when you're having fun. 11 years into this and being married is hard. There's yeah. two broken, messy people. My love sinful. language is still not words right. of affirmation and his is. Yeah. And so when my, when I approach Layla, Hey babe, my tank is feeling empty. Yeah. Here's what I'm feeling. Yeah. And it's just so, how, how many times have we had that conversation yeah, and it's not time. a three day fight? No. Yeah. I, it if, used to be days and days. I am a bad wife. I do not show love. We would not talk for days and just horrible. And then he's at these feelings or, you know, we're going to get a divorce. And what's the point of even being married if I don't feel loved? You know, just very dramatic. (laughs) But now I'm saying you've grown in a way that you do say, like, I'm feeling like my love tank is empty. And that is not offensive to me. I don't get defensive. I'm hearing him. And I'll say, like, I'm sorry, you're right. I've been, you know, preoccupied. And then I'll make sure that I'm paying more attention to. Jeez, oh, Layla, excuses. Four babies, you know, one yeah. strapped on you 24-7. <laughs> my tank in always is a little empty. But all yes, my tanks all, are empty, literally, tanks. metaphorically, <laughs> yes. spiritually. I'm, every- I'm tired. I'm overstimulated. <laughs> I'm overtouched. Yeah. Yes. We've but yes, that. I will yeah. fill your love tank, Jared. You're doing a good job. We've learned that too. And, yeah. Uh, and having babies. All right. Hopefully that was helpful. Let me just recap these real quick. Name your emotion. I'm feeling happy, mad, sad, or frat. Number two, repeat back what you heard them say almost verbatim. The more you can get as close to what they said as possible, the better. Number three, ask clarifying questions. Help me understand. Again, I'm not saying something like, well, that's a dumb thing to say. Well, why'd you say that? Why do you think that? Those are not clarifying questions. I think you know what a clarifying question is, mm-hmm. but you're actually asking with a heart of genuine curiosity. I really do want to understand what you're feeling. Number four, ask for time to get your emotions under control. Totally okay, but it cannot be long time. Shouldn't even end the day with you guys not addressing it. So for one spouse, you must honor a timeout and the other spouse, you must honor coming back at a reasonable time, a reasonable time, meaning about an hour or two mm-hmm. to come back to have that conversation. Number five, start your sentences with I instead of you and don't be overly dramatic. You always, you never, how come you always do this? Lastly, I want you guys just to think about this as we wrap up here. Most people fall into two categories. Either one, you are too sharp with your words. You love to duke it out and you want to be the one who says all the things mm, that outsmarts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to outsmart you. I'm going to outwit you. I'm going to outcommunicate you and make you feel small with all the words that I can come up with. That is abusive and mm-hmm. it's manipulative. And don't do that. That's really, really unhealthy mm-hmm. and it's going to destroy your marriage yeah. if you're doing that. Some of you may be on the other side of that spectrum where you are being silent and you're actually being abusive in your silence Mm -hmm. and you are stopping healing and productive, healthy relationship happening because you won't talk. Mm -hmm. And that is also wrong and you got to talk. And this is why this kind of stuff is so important. If you want to have a healthy marriage and family that's going to thrive for generation after generation, you've got to be able to step into hard conversations. That silence is a form of rejection and it it is manipulative. Yeah. 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 So ask yourself, honestly, as you listen to this, where do you fall on that spectrum? And what would it look like for you to improve? Which one of these is hard for you? If you thought through one of them today that you could be better at, which one would it be? I highly recommend that you go to dadtire.com forward slash communication and you can download this free PDF. Talk to your wife about it. It's, a, it's really good, man. When you're healthy and you guys are in a good spot, just put this down. It's like, hey, listen to the Dad Tire podcast today. Here's five things here. Oh, dude, I just got a great question. Ask your wife. Which one of these do you think I need to grow in the most? Ooh, that's a good one. And then don't get defensive. Listen. Hear her. Yes. Listen. 
or him, vice versa, yeah. both of you. Repeat back what you heard. Yeah. Ask clarifying questions. When do you see me doing that? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's going to take some cojones <laughs> to have, really have that conversation. But and man. do not be defensive and get angry. It will help your marriage grow, and it's so worth it. Because our marriage sucked in the beginning. Okay. Be it was hard because I was always walking on eggshells, and you'd be angry with me all the time. And it was just so hard to know, you know what the day was going to bring. But, man, now... Please, I, you guys don't stop listening to Dad Tired Podcast and buy my books. I'm no, not that bad. No, I'm like, for real. Now it's, I don't fear talking to you at all. If you've done something that hurt me, I'll say like that hurt or that really bothered me. And you hear me and you don't get defensive and throw daggers back at me and vice versa. You come to me when you're feeling a certain way. If I've been too cold or like not emotional enough or um, whoops, I just hit the baby's head on the microphone. <laughs> you heard that sweet. thump. That was the top of our baby's head getting smacked with the microphone. Sorry, sweetie. Uh, five tips to improve yes. your baby holding That'll be skills. next week. Yeah. So yeah, it's worth it to put that work in and to just like breathe through your big emotions and not be reactive and practice these five things. Print them out. I think that's a good idea. What Jared said, just where can I, which one of these can I grow in and then vice versa. Yeah. Thank you, babe. This was good. This was helpful. It's a reminder to me that one, you have to view your marriage as uh, the reality that God is using your marriage to make you more like him. And um, we've joked a lot in this episode, but it's just testament to God's, I would say, you know, he saved me, but he's saving me and he's going to redeem all of it again. He'll save me one day fully. But right now I'm in the sanctification. That's a churchy Mm -hmm. word for God's just making me more like him. And, uh, and he's using you to make me more like him. Yeah. And the reason that we can have these conversations and laugh about it mm-hmm. is because God is growing yeah. us and me. Mm-hmm. And um, we've come a long way. That's his great. If I could take it one step higher for 30 seconds and you'll have to do another podcast on it. But one thing we've talked about too, is when you are so focused on the now and not like kingdom minded, you somehow you have the energy to fight about all these stupid things. Mm. But when you are living in such a way with eternity in mind, things like the laundry basket being in front of the door isn't worth two days of silence anymore. You Is know? that a thing? Do I put the laundry basket? I, don't, I was trying not to say like fold the socks or like oh, things that yeah. I am like, you know, like unload it. Or if you have a dirty <laughs> dish, you could actually put it in the dishwasher. That'd be good. It's going to get too personal guys. We got to yeah. hit the record button or hit, turn it off. And yeah. But anyway, like if you're kingdom minded and like eternity minded pretty soon, like all these trivial things are, you see them as trivial. Let's just say it bluntly. We're going to die really, really soon. Yeah. We're going to be gone in a hundred years. Everyone that's on this earth will be gone. A hundred years. You and I will be gone really soon. Even our kids will be gone really soon. We're trying to pass on legacies here. Mm -hmm. That's going to last for generations beyond us. And this is why Paul says we're sojourners, we're passerbyers. It's that perspective. Stop acting. I mean, I, the modern day translations would be stop making a big deal out of things that aren't a big deal. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind that you're eternal. You, like this, there's an eternity at stake here and what you're fighting for. And so set the little things in, the, in where they need to be. All right, babe. I love you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Love you. Bye. Thank you.